Well, moving on. Uh-huh. I also watched the uh, Aaron Hernandez. I did too. Uh, documentary. Yeah, I liked him. Seemed like a nice, upstanding guy. <laughs> what you know? Again, I, I, you know, this made front page news. This was in the news. I, the timeline though, I didn't, Uh I didn't realize how long this dragged out. Oh yeah. It went on for a long time. It did. I I was really surprised that it really encapsulated almost five years. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember, you know, when all this was going down, but the thing is, is I didn't realize how long it dragged out before he committed suicide. Yes. Wow. But, uh, you know, from uh, Ron Keel uh, brought it up that uh, if it is to be, it's up to me. Isn't that what something that he had tattooed on himself? I think he did. (laughs) And I was going to mention that. It's like, oh, so you uh, so you believe in pathological uh, killers then? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to throw that in there, but it wouldn't have made sense. Right. But but that was something that. that was highlighted in this documentary. So if if you haven't uh, seen the documentary of the tight end from the new England Patriots, Aaron Hernandez, um, it's a really well done documentary. A lot of footage. I'm always amazed as they to don't... how much footage that, yeah. that they find anywhere yeah. from anywhere from high school. I mean, who's filming in high school? Well, they do now. I know they do, but but college, high school, pro career, outside, you know, um, security camera footage. Yeah, I mean, house. holy shit! In his house when he was toting the gun around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here they had. I I thought that documentary was very well done. It was. They tried to make you like the guy. That's what was funny when they kept playing those phone messages. They kept trying to make you like Aaron. It, it never, it never, um, never occurred to me that, that yeah, I kind of like this guy. I, it never occurred to me. It was just like this, this kid, and he was a kid compared to our age. Yeah, sure. He he was a troubled person, and and the thing is, is that this is just a common thread. Mm-hmm. I this I am not a psychologist. I am not a doctor. But the common thread that I that I picked up on that that I've witnessed through my lifetime is that whenever kids come out of abusive relationships or I mean, home home uh, life, abusive home life, Uh they always come out all fucked up. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is, and this is not again, I'm not making a judgment. I'm just making a observation. Okay. That anybody who I'm on, I shouldn't say anybody, a lot of people who grew up with abusive or overbearing fathers, they mm-hmm. always seem to come out gay. Yeah. You ever notice that? It's, it's that whole, I'll show him a thing or two. Well, I don't even know if it's that. It's just that they're seeking out that, that father, that father figure. So they become, I, I don't know what it is, but. Again, I I don't understand it, but <laughs> it's it, it always seems to work out that way. Yeah. You know what bothered me? The only thing that I thought was with, with that document with that documentary that I thought that they just focused on 
for no real reason. I, I thought the focus on this was stupid, and I and I still do, and, and I'll explain it. They must have gone back three, four, five times and talked about how they couldn't believe that he went on to play another season after killing the Odom guy. And my thought was, why couldn't you figure, why, why was that surprising? Every one of these serial killers, no matter who they are, whether it's, you know, um, John Wayne Gacy or Bundy or whoever, they lived their normal life yeah. and then killed somebody and then went right back to their normal life. Exactly. So why was it so shocking that Aaron Hernandez killed this Odom guy and then went back and played football? What was it? What what did they think that he would do? Well, I don't. It wasn't the Odom guy. It was the two guys from the nightclub. Well, whoever it was. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Well, I think I think it's inconceivable to people who have rational thought that yeah. how how do you how do you blow two people away uh, in a dispute mm -hmm. and then just go about your life like it, nothing ever happened. I, I, they, th I think that's what the question was. But again, I agree with what you're saying that if you're a sociopath, yeah, you just that's just like normal. That's just like going to buy a like buying a loaf of bread at the at the store. Exactly. You, you don't you don't not go to work next day because you bought a loaf of bread. It's just like yeah, I, I killed a couple guys. Yeah, so what? Yeah, all right, that's over with. Now yeah. I got to go make my money. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it was. But they. They harped on that like it was such a big deal. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, again, it, it, it boils down to people trying to understand uh, social or mental illness, I guess. Yeah, it, it's trying to put rationale into irrational thought. It's true. And and here's here's the thing that was was kind of pointed out in the documentary that, again— this this uh this what is it cte mm -hmm. uh i i was talking to somebody else about this and they said well they didn't focus enough on the cte he was acting out because of this it's like well this this kid came from a troubled childhood he moved out of his house mm -hmm. he lived with his what was it, his cousin yeah, uh, he he found a different living situation because his home life was pretty rocky. Mm -hmm. And even through high school and college, he was always under the radar that he, he was. What's that guy's name? Urban uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Meyer, the, the football coach. You mm -hmm. know, they they interviewed him in this uh, documentary and he said, yeah, you know, I always worried about him going home to Connecticut because yeah. I knew he was going to be up to no good. Mm -hmm. And so even from an early age, from high school, even into college, his he had uh, aberrant behavior. Yeah. And well, I don't think CTE was the cause of this. But I was talking to somebody about this documentary and say, well, you know, the reason he acted that way was because of the CTE. And I disagreed. It was just like, well, you know, maybe he had it. You know, to some extent, you know, but but that wasn't the reason for it. It was he was brought up in a bad environment and, you know, he was a product of his environment, unfortunately. 
regardless of the CTE, made stupid choices. He I did. Mean, that's just the bottom line. Because, look, Mike Webster didn't kill anybody. He nope. had the worst CTE of any of them. True. He had the worst CTE. He didn't kill anybody. Not one fucking person. Not a, not a one. From from the last I heard, he didn't even punch anybody. He didn't, you know, he didn't have a violent streak. He just faded away. You know, he went into depression and fucking died. Same way with Junior Seau. Yeah, well, Junior Seau killed himself. Yeah, but. I know, but what I'm saying is he wasn't a violent person to other people. He wasn't running around running around shooting people because they, I don't know, looked you know, at him funny or fucked his sister the wrong way or whatever <laughs> it was that Aaron Hernandez. What was Aaron Hernandez's reason for that Odom guy? Uh, he thought, well, their theory was that this Odom guy knew that he was a closeted gay. Oh, that's and right. he, and he was afraid that he might out him. Yeah, that, so that's what the sounds Lou from the Lou. What's going hey, on? I, Lou? Yeah. I was just going to ask you, man, what did you think that bullshit in that documentary when they're trying to, uh, present him as a closet, co- uh, cocksucker? Well, I mean, he might've been he, I, a lot of indications that he was, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I could see that, but I mean, that's no excuse, you know. I mean, if you suck dick, you don't mean there's a lot of people running around sucking dick, ain't shooting people by, over it. Well, the thing uh, is, I mean, the thing is, is because uh, football is such a macho sport that the fear of being outed uh, in front of your peers, it was just like, well, you better keep my secret or I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, but man, you know the the, the the media is dying for the first faggot football player. Well, the, but, there, mean, but, they, there, but there are. But see, here's the thing: what supposedly drove him over the edge to commit suicide was two days before he committed suicide. That those that sports reporter they were making jokes on, you know the the sports casting saying, "Oh, he he came he went from being a tight end to being a wide receiver." Yeah, I remember it, but I don't know. I mean, you guys talked about it before uh, when he first hung himself. That I mean, the thing to me that makes the most sense is the one where the uh, the loophole in the law that uh, uh, if he's if he's uh, appealing a decision and he's found not uh, if he's appealing a decision and he you know dies, then. Basically, that that uh, deal goes out the window yeah, and negates and, his guilty his guilty verdict. Yeah, and and uh, then doesn't his family get the money from the and uh, uh, gets it from the Patriots? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure it's, pro- it's probably a little bit of everything. Probably, but. But, you know, I kind of like, though, I mean, I did like his dad, though. You know, dad was a real man's man. They say he was kind of guy, hey, you know, he'd beat the gay out of you. <laughs> uh, you know, Love kept, what was it, the one, <laughs> the one, what was it, the one family member that wanted to be a male cheerleader, and he put a stop to that? I mean, that, that that's good parenting. We yeah. need more of that. Yeah, that was Chris's dad. <laughs> I mean, that, I think we talked about this before. That was all of our dads. All of our dads would have no problem whooping the fag nasties out of us. We, you know, so much as showed one bit of fucking femininity, you know? Exactly. We, you know, we had showed one sign that we had a little bit of Tinkerbell in us. You know, we got a foot in the ass. And God damn it, we appreciate that shit. Made us men. 
We ain't got enough of that. That's why you know, you know, you talk about why do people want to give up their freedom and their liberties? Because we got a bunch of faggots now. <laughs> That's why. Because they're all a bunch of goddamn faggots. You know, that's why they want to give up their their liberty and their freedom. You know, yeah, fuck, well, you know, we don't want... Yeah. <laughs> well, you always lay it on the line, Lou. That's what I like about you. You know, I mean, hell, you know, you got these faggots running around. Gosh, you know, I, I was getting... I got an argument with this fucking mother who, you know, I wanted to fucking just put my foot up her goddamn cunt so she couldn't put any more little bastards out in the face of the earth. But she's carrying on about violence on TV. There's too much violence. The government needs to come in and, and put restrictions on what's on TV. It's like, oh, you know what? You don't want to take responsibility of being a parent, so you're going to have the government do it. You know right. what? Hey, government... You take care. You, know, you take care of this for me. You know. You, you. You know. I can't see some titties or some ass on TV because you don't want to be a fucking parent. Yeah. Bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's a good thing there's no gay hockey players because that whole sport would be ruined. Uh, well, you know the day's coming, dude. The day's coming. The day's coming. <laughs> yeah, you know the day's coming. But speaking of hockey, though, man. I actually got uh, coming back from the NHL All-Star Weekend here in St. Louis, which, by the way, the CMS family, whoever is an NHL fan out there, your team sucks. My team rules. We got the Stanley Cup. Suck my dick. But, as I was going to say, they had the uh, female uh, uh, Canadian-American U.S. Olympic hockey players play the scrimmage game on hockey. And I'll tell you what, a lot of them female hockey players are pretty goddamn fuckable. <laughs> did you get I the mean, fuck I one? Ne- did you get the fuck one, Lou? <laughs> no, I didn't get the fuck one, but I tell you what, they you know, compared to like the WNBA where they look like a bunch of post op trannies, <laughs> I mean, these girls were looking good. Good, good, good white girls. Good blonde hair, blue eyes, Aryan white girls. Good I mean, ones, huh, Damn right. You know, it's unlike watching the WNBA, you know, women's basketball. It's a bunch of damn Amazons running up and down the damn floor. You know, one jumps one foot up in the air. You got to worry about a banana falling out of the tree. <laughs> right, it's, Lou. I don't think that's true. Well, Lou, you know, uh, the thing is about the women hockey players being that they, you know, use their legs primarily in, in the sport. It's like they're doing consistent kegel exercises so that snapper will just snap your dick right off oh damn right man <laughs> try to high stick one of them girls Oof, i'd like to try though but, yeah they were fine but you know you know uh chris you were talking about jenna fisher being one of the girls you like yeah i like jenna she she's a st louis girl and she was they always show her at blues games and she was an honorary coach for uh one of the uh teams tonight and the All thing right. about Jenna Fisher is, is man, she's like she's like really cool, down to earth, real approachable. She's like right. one of those famous people that really makes you think you have a chance of fucking her <laughs> if you ever got to meet her. And she I mean, that's what that, I like that, about her. She she's got she's what you call regular girl hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah like right. if you saw her out in public, you buy her a couple drinks. Next thing you know, she's slobbing your knob and you're slapping her on the ass and tickling your balls i mean you know it's like 
give me five minutes with this bitch alone, and I can make that happen without the use of a gun or force. Uh, <laughs> without the use of a gun or force? You know what I mean? You know, she's like a, you know, she's down to earth for being a regular girl, you know, being a, being a star. You know, you really makes you think you have a chance. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell I was going with that, but, you know, hockey, hockey world, man, great fuckable hockey for hockey players. I'm talking about the women, not the men. The women. <laughs> sure you are, Lou. Well, I'm glad you clarified that up, uh, Lou. Yes, I, I did. So, uh, but yeah, I just, you know, wanted to touch base with you in the new year, all that bullshit. Glad we got that holiday horse shit out of the way. A couple months, a couple weeks will be past Valentine's Day. Maybe I could dip my, uh, dip my thing back in the pool, try to get a little pussy now that the, uh, dating off season's over. <laughs> After Valentine's the Day. playoffs are coming, Lou. You don't want to, you don't want to get back into dating right now. The playoffs are coming. Hey, don't think I didn't think that. Don't think I didn't think that. You got to so, wait, dude. You got to wait till the playoffs are over. Yeah, but uh, have, have you watched any more hockey? I mean, now that the Browns are done and the Indians don't start for another month, what do you got? I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you, Lou. I've watched a few games, and it doesn't do it for me on TV. It's too hard to fall. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I honestly think... It is a flaw that digital has that might not be as bad if I just hooked, watched it like with an antenna TV or regular cable. But watching it through digital, the action is too fast, and, and I don't want to get all techy here, but the, the action of the game is too fast for the frame rate of the digital picture. Even, even And I mean, I've got a 4K TV. But and, and I stream it, and it's just, like, I don't see the puck at all. I just see him skating around half the time, and I don't know where the fucking puck is. I just, it, it's it's hard to follow, and I don't know. I, I mean, I've watched a few games. I've watched a, a, maybe three or four Blue Jackets games, and I've watched that, that Las Vegas team a couple of times. And, Good night. Uh, it just ain't, it's just not, it ain't doing it for me. See, Try it. see that that's see that's the that that's that's why the sport will never you know you know it's one of the big four for professional sports, but it's a distant fourth. Yeah. And the reason it's a distant fourth is if you don't have a if you're not a, you don't have an NHL team that's easily accessible where you can just drive you know an hour or less to go see it in person. If you go to an NHL game person a couple of times, you're hooked. Right. I mean and. You know, every other, like football, let's be honest, football is the perfect made-for-TV sport. Who the hell wants to actually go to a football stadium and watch a football game when you can watch it at home on TV? It's made for TV. It's made for having your boys come over, drinking yep. beers and it's shit. Watch, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, a couple times I, I go to, to a college football game live. I'm sitting here thinking, Geez, I'm missing all the games at home. I could be at home and I can have a choice of 15 games on TV right now at the same time. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's. And, it, I, I will. I'll say this about hockey from my my limited watching of hockey. Even though I can't really watch it very well at home, I'd still rather watch any hockey game over any NBA game. 
Oh, the NBA is terrible, you know. Who, who wants to watch James Harden dribble the ball up the court 50 times and chuck it up from three-point land and break oh. over half of them? I just can't stand that now it's it, there's no team play at all in, in the NBA. None. It's just, it's it's okay, these are the stars and they're going to shoot every fucking time. Exactly. I don't, I don't yeah, dig it. it. I don't dig it at all. Yeah. And, and and the deal with the NBA, too, is with the NBA, you don't have to watch the games, really. You can literally, like, the Cavs are here, and I still tune into the Cavs every now and again. But the Cavs games start at 7. They generally end at 9.30. They end right about 9.30. And if I really want to watch to see what they're doing, I turn it on at 9. Watch the last two minutes. Yeah, I turn on at like 9.15, there's about three minutes left, and either they're getting blown out or it's close. And and that's all that matters, because the first three and a half quarters of hockey, or of basketball is just um, one team goes up by 20, then the other team catches up, then the other team goes up by 15, then the other team catches up. Fucking, it's, it's, it's not competitive anymore at all. It's, it's not, I'm not... I'm not amused by it at all anymore to watch it. So. See, you grew, you grew up in the glory days of the NBA in the 80s and 90s. Teams had yeah. identities. You had you had you know the Lakers were Showtime. The Pistons yeah. uh, the Pistons were the bad boys. The Celtics were the white boys, the blue collar guys. Yeah, Celtics had Jay. Fuck yeah. You know, then you had Jordan, and you know mm. the run with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Now you don't have that. No, now you have. You know, now you just have coverage it, of well. Here's James Harden or here's LeBron. Oh, well, the new one now is okay. I mean, this is what a joke ESPN PN is. Zion Williams plays one goddamn game in the NBA, and all of a sudden he's crowned as the greatest player to ever play the game because he scored like what fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Huh. It's it, it, it's it, it's a joke. I mean the the NHL. The NHL has got it perfect to where, you know, it used to be the NHL back in the day. The regular season didn't mean much because four teams in each of the conferences made the playoffs. So you had to really try to not make the playoffs. But oh. now uh, uh, that they, you know, they shook up the divisions and the conferences, I mean, for instance, Pacific Division, within a week, the top five teams practically flipped, like, from – what was in fifth place was in first place. Who was in fourth place was now in second place, and it's just it's just going to continue that because now now that you're in the second half of the season, teams you got the trade deadline coming up. Teams are going to be making a playoff push, and and so forth. I mean, this is when it gets good from now to January when the cups award. I mean, January June when the cups award it. Oh man, this is good as it gets. Sure, and, uh, and here's 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 one. Uh, and again, I really have, you know, I'm not just saying it. I'm not just giving you lip service. I have tried watching it, and I'm trying to get into hockey. The one thing that, and and there's several things that I like about hockey. The speed is cool. The other thing that I like about hockey is, unlike any other sport, you know, in most of the other sports, I, I guess, if you have a shitty team playing the best team, what you know, in those sports, it's almost a given that the the shitty team is going to lose. You know, they might right. hang around for a minute, but they're going to lose. In hockey, you could have a zero zero game with about 
three minutes left in the third period of the worst team against the best team because it, while the, the, the degree of skill of the players is important, it's not as important as the, you know, the luck and who's in the right place at the right time and when the, you know, when the puck is smacked at the goalie and, you know, they're just happen, they just happen to be out from seeing the puck and stuff. I mean, that's just... I know there's some skill to that, but there's not as much skill to that to, to where a shit team can beat a good team pretty much on any given night. Yeah, they, they can't. Well, I mean, there's a lot of the, I hate to use the P word, I'm not talking about pussy, but parody. <laughs> a lot of parody, and that's because they got the salary, cap, a hard cap, uh, kind of like the NFL. It, it, it's a hard cap in the NHL, and there's in. There is a lot of pairs, really not that much difference from the, the team, say the Western Conference, from the team in first place to the, to the team in the bottom bottom overall standings of, of, of a conference. I mean, you could be, you know, was it last year, the last place team in the Western Conference was still, what, at 500? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, right Right now, the NHL—it's got a lot of good things going for it. Uh, I the only thing I hope in a couple years when the uh, collective bargaining agreement is up, they don't go on another lockout. Uh, you know, the lo- couple lockouts were necessary because it did get the salary cap, and it did you know make it par- uh, bring about parity and even things out because it was looking like baseball for a while. You had a few teams that could buy up all the players. And then all the it, and then you know it was like baseball. You know you had the Yankees and the Red Sox be able to buy up all the talent. And then hell, if you were you were a fan in um, Oakland or what have you, you didn't have a freaking chance. Right. You know, it was like, what's the fucking fun in that? You know, who wants to invest money in season tickets when you know your team's nothing more than just a punching bag? Uh, right. You know, for the rest of Major League Baseball. Well, so. So, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, I know the Cle- Cleveland had the Cleveland Barons for a few years mm-hmm. uh, in the NHL before they folded. But, you know, but fortunately the closest thing you have is either the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, well, we got uh, the minor we, league team, the, what are they called, the Monsters maybe? The yeah. The Erie Monsters? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to watch minor league hockey at major league prices. Fuck that. Yeah, it's a shame you got to pay major league prices because the minor leagues are kind of fun because you still have guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, but it's twenty five bucks a ticket for shitty seats and then thirty more to park. Fuck that. Thirty? Whoa, shit, man! I don't pay a goddamn nickel to pay for Blues games. <laughs> goddamn, make me start to appreciate St. Louis. <laughs> fuck every which way. Uh, well, you you lo- you love your sports, don't you, Lou? Well, I mean, mainly an NHL guy, you know, likes some baseball, uh, you know, follows some college football. You know, I follow NFL guys from my alma mater. But, you know, if you held a gun to my head and said you got one sport to watch, it'd be the NHL. It's just, I mean, as far as, like I said, still the one one sport that's fun to go out to go out and watch games and view it and everything. And, you know, I remember you at one time, Neil. You said, uh, "You know, I should have my own podcast." You should. 
which I would love to have that because there's there's several blues podcasts around here, but they suck. Well, get with it then. Nothing's stopping you. And, you know, it's like my God. It's like man, I need to hook up with you guys. You guys got to tell me how to get my own podcast going. Because <laughs> like, there's this one show. These guys claim to be like the the all everything of blues people. You know, blues podcasts, and I'd call them up and. You know, I tell them, you know, I can hardly understand a word you guys are saying because you got your cocks in each other's mouths. I can't, you know, they're just fucking stupid. I would love to take them down like you guys took down the Rev and, uh, uh, you know, talking, well, you guys have patched things up with talking metal. But I would just love to be unleashed on these faggots. <laughs> well, nothing's, this, no, know, nothing's stopping you, Lou. Yeah. You know, I these have guys, a, they, I have they a sports care. podcast. I know the dog pound. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I listen, I listen to that too because Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm an Oklahoma graduate. So, uh, I listen to see what your opinions on our Baker, on Baker Mayfield. And my God, are the Browns a dumpster fire? Yeah, well, they are, but you know, I mean, but, but what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not trying to make a statement about the Browns. What I'm trying to make a statement of is it's not that hard to start a podcast. Get a Spreaker account and a, and a microphone and talk. There you go. You're podcasting. Hmm. What I... Spreaker's free. Spreaker's free. And a microphone on your computer is probably 10 bucks. Definitely food for thought, man. Well, well get busy, Lou. Get busy. Don't waste all that knowledge on us. All right, now go away. You're bothering us. All right, my man, Jack, take the hint. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Doover. <laughs> Doover. <laughs> Lou, Lou loves his sports. He does love his sports. He's he, he is a sports guy. He's convinced he's going to make me a fucking hockey fan. Yeah, well, you know what? He, he, he wants somebody to commiserate with, I guess. I am trying. I have tried to watch it, and I just, it just. And like I said, I, I, I truly believe a big problem is that the the speed of the game is too fast for digital still. Mm -hmm. It just does not project well on digital. Right. You know, so, you know, is what it is. But anyway, anyway, since we're talking about sports, um, since you're a Steeler fan, what do you think of that fucking idiot Antonio Brown? <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I sent you the email this week. It's just like, you know, it's just, he got arrested. He He's going to mental health, uh, you know, counseling or whatever. It's just like, this guy was the superstar of the NFL as far as receivers are concerned. And look at, look at him now. What is he, like 33 years old and just fucked up? Dude, not only was he the, the, the speed of his fall, is astronomical. Yeah, it, in one season. Best, he wasn't only the best receiver. He was the best receiver last year. Mm -hmm. And this year, he's a criminal getting ready to go to jail. Yeah. He's 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 a he's one step from being Ray Carruth. <laughs> Pretty much. And he's 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 right on the verge or or Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. I, I saw what is what is he charged with? Burglary and in domestic well, violence. Or assault with a weapon or something. Yeah, and, and, and he owes his baby mama child support or something. And the thing about it, he was stealing, he was stealing furniture or some shit out of a moving van. 
but he didn't want to pay the guy $800 or some shit for damage that he did to the truck? What the fuck? You have you have $50 million. Pay the $800 and don't have the problem. Yeah. fuck is wrong with you, idiot? Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Boy. Steelers always know when to get rid of their, their bad baggage. Look, I, I can't stand Pittsburgh. You know that? But I will give them credit where credit's due. They always get rid of these fucking assholes before they become assholes. Yeah, before they implode. And the ones that the ones that they keep, they figure out a way to fucking make, make them stop being assholes. Yeah, like make, them, make them work. Yeah, well, they, they, they got Roethlisberger. I mean, he was, you know, raping chicks, and <laughs> they cleaned that right up. They fucking put somebody with him to make sure he didn't have to rape anybody in the club. <laughs> Took care of that business. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a tune here. I'm going to dedicate to uh, everybody who uh, does not does not uh, subscribe to the ranch and the thought oh. process of Maggie. All right. I'm going to play you some Judas Priest. Okay. Some rock hard and ride free. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is. It's Priest exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Hi, everybody. This is Rob Halford, the metal god from Judas Priest, on the one, the only, the classic metal show.